We're part of Fired Up Sports Network of shows. Please check out other Fired Up Sports Network podcasts like the P-Lot Pod, What Are Cooler Talk, Bell Smashers, Philly Sports Love and Pain, Drunk on Broad, Beer Battered Sports, and the Fired Up Sports Show, which are available on all major podcasting hosting sites and social media. Also, check out Mark Ramos Ramos Roundup on FiredUpSports.com, which breaks down the happenings going on with all your favorite local teams. I was muted. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Yo, five and zero. Still haven't played a complete game. Fuck Let's y'all. Go. Fuck y'all. Y'all can go kick rocks with that nonsense. You can I'm kick rocks. And guess what, Chris? What's up, my brother? Fuck Dallas. Fuck Dallas. But also, fuck San Fran. So it's kind of hard. But it just made me what? laugh. Because Dallas got fucking boat raced, Mister. Oh, I'm not going to throw more than ten interceptions in a game, and you threw some of the ugliest fucking picks. Rich, I think the conversation is over. Like it is no longer the 49ers, Cowboys, and Eagles. Yeah, you got boat raced. Like you got your fucking ass handed to you. Yeah, and you also lost the Josh Dobbs and the Arizona Cardinals. Like you are no longer in this conversation. It is not a, a, a three horse race. This is a two team race, which inevitably is going to collide. What, what is that week? Week 13, maybe like, yeah, this is not even competitive at all anymore. You're talking about a team that's five and oh, right. And I'll give it to the 49ers. They've, they've offensively and defensively have looked very impressive. Yeah. Um, but they still got to come here and play. And, and I really feel like in, in week 13, we're really going to be having the conversation about is that that's the game that's going to decide home field advantage. Oh yeah. But man, was it, it was glorious to sit and watch yeah. the fucking Cowboys just get, fuck, I don't even know what the name is. Molly Watts. Like they got their fucking, like just doors blown off. It was, I was there for it all. It was great. Yeah, it was, um, beautiful. it was beautiful. But the Eagles earlier on in the day, right? Like they, yep. they looked, looked real. like this out, out of all of the games that they've played, this was their best game. And Rich, something I want to, I want to touch on. Cause you know, we give our predictions every week. We give our key play every week. Um, but this was a very rare occasion, Rich, because yeah. I feel like all three of us made predictions 
Yes. That all came through, right? So, Rich, you had, if I'm going back, I want to look at it. Your your prediction came true, right? You had yes. the uh, – what did you have? You had – hold on. I had Jay, I had I had Jalen Carter with uh, a strip sack fumble and Hassan Reddick picks it up, but I had Jalen Carter outperforming Aaron Donald. That yeah, so you had that Joe Joe called the uh, the Hassan Reddick two sack game, right? And I called the the Jalen Carter or the Jalen Hurts get right game. I feel like yep. we all like. The, the numbers don't match up, but we all kind of hit on, on on our main relevant points of of how this game played out. And even though they play, this is their best game. Yeah. There's still a lot of room for improvement, oh, which is scary. Yeah, I mean, they still haven't played a complete game. They they really haven't. Um, both sides of the ball, they really. It's been one of those things that we're finding ways to win, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen it all compounded together, um, which we will. Um, I'm starting to, to – I'm just putting this out there. Um, I'm our defensive coordinator. How do you say his name? Oh, Desai. Desai. I am not a fan of Desai. I am throwing this out there. Um it kind of is just giving me Gannon flashbacks and the talent is outweighing the, uh, the whatchamacallit. So we have talent that is outweighing the coaching um, because he is not making any adjustments of, of note. The Darius Slay still playing 10 yards off of a guy. How, as if you see Eli Ricks and listen, I think Eli Ricks did a good job against Cooper Cup. It's Cooper Cup, okay? You know what Cooper Cup's going to do. I think yeah. he did a fantastic job because he made every single fucking tackle and he played him tight when those balls were thrown over his head. Um but where's the adjustment from the coach telling him, "Okay, force him to the outside, make him pick a different route from the route tree." Wh- where's the size saying any of this? And that's what I don't like. I don't think the adjustments are coming. And if they're coming, they're coming a little too late. Darius Slay should not be playing 10 yards off the ball. And Eli Ricks should be forcing Cooper Cup to go outside. Just automatically start with your body turned so Cooper Cup has to go to the outside. Cut off that middle. What, what, like, I don't, how was that hard to do? So, So, So here's what I'll say. So, the, Cooper Cup has what? The, the, he has ninety plus ninety four. I think it was ninety four yards going into yes. the half. Um, and if I'm looking, he only you know he ends the game with one eighteen, right? So, the, I, I feel like and and Nakua the same way, right? He yeah. had I think forty five yards in the first half, and then he ends the game with seventy one. Like yeah. The the part that I agree with you is that they were getting their doors blown off on the same fucking route all fucking first half. That's all it was like, was a fucking slant route. They were they 
and, and that's where you let Stafford excel where he is good. He's good in that line of scrimmage, 15 yards. But if he's yeah. got to throw the ball more than 15 yards, which you saw him have to do in the second half, there were plenty of routes where there, the game looks a little bit different if any of those plays connect because he yeah. overthrew Cup and Nakua and, and, and guys that, you know, Tutu Atwell, they, he overthrew those guys on multiple times where that could be a very, very different route, a very, very different game if any of those plays connect. So I feel like in one sense, in the first half, why does it take you so long to make that adjustment? But I feel like in the second half, you saw you saw the pressure affect Stafford's timing to throw the ball, which is where this team excels. So like what I'm looking for is like that's how you have to start the game. You can't let that that play out for an entire half before you now make that adjustment especially going into a week and we'll talk about it later with the jets and, and yeah. Zach Wilson. So like, I loved the, the, I, I really did like the second half adjustment, yeah. Rich, but also the thing that we have to consider, right. Is the time of possession. Yes. The time of possession murdered the Rams. I think the final, the final number was 37 55 for the Eagles. And, you know, uh, I think 20, 22 five for the, for the Rams. Yeah. So they basically had the ball for a th- two thirds of the game. When when you hold the ball for that long, you don't even give the Rams the opportunity to be able to get the ball. And you know the, their second half possessions were yeah. all they all ended in in punts or you know turnover on downs. So like. They they really did make some some good adjustments in the second half, but yeah, you're you're gonna come up against a gauntlet of teams. Yeah, you know, when when you go up, you know, the, that like you're gonna have the you're gonna have the the, cap, the Dolphins the, game. You got to make those adjustments against those Dolphins like this. Yeah. Those adjustments can't come to the second half because all of a sudden you'll be down twenty seven to twenty. Because I mean oh, the yeah. Eagles are gonna score with them. But it's yeah, going to be one of those games where you need to get crucial stops. And I'm not saying Desai is a bad coach. I just don't – I didn't like how Seattle's defense fizzled out at the end of last year. And okay. I don't like what I see on multiple drives and multiple Darius Slays just hanging back 10 yards. They should be getting more pressure. I mean, I love the fact that Morrow is playing like a fucking man possessed. Yeah. And Jalen Carter is just proving to be a guy who is just a fucking nut. Who is just Let's talk about him. Is a man. It's just the the way that he is able to dominate the line of scrimmage. And this is something we talked about going into the Rams game, right? Fletcher Cox not playing elevated role from Jalen Carter and man, he just disrupts every play that he's on. Yeah. He is able to get, he's pushing two guys into the backfield, the play where he gets the, the 16 yard sack. I mean, he destroys the dude on a swim move. Like he club, yeah. he cl- clubs the guy with the right hand swims over 
with the left hand and is in the backfield instantaneously and has and he's able to get to Stafford almost before he even has the opportunity to get set up. It's just every yeah. play is disruptive. He's able it's, to get into the backfield. He's getting down the line. He he's able to get anywhere he wants. He <laughs> he Oh my god. It's just watching him play is just ridiculous. And you just see how dominant he is going to be because you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. And thank you to every single fucking team who passed on him because he would be a cornerstone on anyone's defense for the next 10 fucking years. And we have him on that defensive line. He makes sweat play that much better. He makes Brandon Brandon Graham fucking destroyed someone on Sunday. Watching, And he is – Jalen Carter is doing everything that a vet should be doing inspiring, forcing everybody to play to his caliber because no one wants to be left in the shadow of this rookie, right? No one wants to like sit there and be like, oh, okay, it's a rook, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get outplayed by him. But he is outperforming fucking everyone. How about, and how about he's Jordan making Davis, everybody a monster? What'd you say? Jordan Davis. Oh, Jordan Davis is just playing like a monster. Right, like playing and, – and those two guys playing next to each other. Literally just one pushing the other um, to see who can get to the quarterback first. Jordan Davis, really impressive in the run game, too, where he struggled last year. And you saw those pangs of the, that that rookie wall that he hit. But you're really starting to see a slimmed down, more professional version that playing next to this guy, it just, like you said, it just wants to elevate the play even more and more, Rich. Here's some stats with Jalen Carter, right? And this is not rookie stats. This is all the NFL. Number one in pressures with 23. Number one in hurries with 17. Number three in sacks with three and a half. Like, my man is going to be not like, this is not like like rookie first team. This is like all pro. He already is playing all pro. Like He's playing all fucking world right now. It is... It is incredible. It is really incredible. It's incredible to see. I just he is, um, if he's not the best, if he's not the best tackle in football, I don't, I don't know who is. To be honest with you, I, mean, I really don't know who is. And, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anybody in the league better than him right now. Well, and listen, the guy that the guy that he went up against, <clears> right? And this is this is the let's throw some flowers at Jeff Stoutland. Because the way that this offensive line was able to neutralize Aaron Donald was yeah. like beyond impressive, um, and it seemed like what, whatever direction Aaron Donald was lining up, it seemed like Kelsey kind of shaded that way and just kind of they they just put two guys on him every time, um, you know, even to the point where you know, did you you see the one replay where? For some reason, you know, Aaron Donald lines up on the outside of Suopeta and he ends up matched up with, with Lane Johnson because they kind of slide the line down. And Lane Johnson literally rides yeah. him all the way past Jordan Mailata on the complete opposite side. Like it's, it's what you have to do. They they took him out of the game. 
you saw the game earlier, like the game in the week before when they're playing the Colts and Aaron Donald destroyed that game. Like if you, and, and to hear Sirianni talk, like the amount of time and effort and focus that has to be put on, on Aaron Donald has to be there because if you don't, he will literally, he negates the rest of your entire game plan. Yeah. Eagles literally showed you how to how to beat them. But the Eagles also advantage offensive line. Um mm-hmm. and I mean the linebacking crew for the Rams is terrible. Um they okay. could not stop Dallas Goddard to save their life. Um it shouldn't have been that close, but again, Eagles weren't able to capitalize on on some drives and mm-hmm. some drives were just extended because they couldn't stop Cooper Cup. But we're still five and zero. Yeah. Biggest takeaways from this game, the secondary will be fine if they stay healthy. Mm-hmm. The linebacking play that they're getting from Morrow and Cunningham is phenomenal. Uh, they're not world beaters, but they're doing a fucking great job. Right. Um, and who's better than Jalen Carter? That's my takeaways. Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts. Swole Batman is Swole Batman. Um you know, Devontae wasn't really involved as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you saw on the one play, I forget who it was. I think it was Jason, our group chat said. He was trying to force the ball to Devontae Smith. He didn't see Quez Watkins wide open. Quez would have dropped it anyway, so I'm not really worried about it. That shit would have hit Quez right in the hands. He would have dropped it. I am so over Quez. I really yeah. am. I That fucking screenplay that was perfectly blocked, this fucking goofball – tries to go to the outside. All he had to do was run straight and he had yeah. 30 yards. No. And on he third goes down, the what, was, that was what a third and three. Yeah. And he loses two yards because he decides to run fucking sideways to the outside. Well, that's exactly like Miles Sanders used to do the stupid shit where he would just try to bust it to the outside when the blocking is telling you, Turn it up and go on the inside. Nope. Quez Watkins goes, hey, let's have some fun and take it to the outside. Quez has no awareness. He has no yeah. field presence. He doesn't even scare teams. Like, well, and, if, and the, if, the, the thing that's hard is like you hear Sirianni talk about his speed and how elite his speed is and how that changes how teams have to guard. And, the, and, and I get the speed. But if, he's, but if you can't catch and execute, then, then speed means nothing. Right. Like I, to me, Rich, what I saw from him this weekend cements everything I need to know to have Zacchaeus play yeah. that slot spot because I know I can drop him down in space and get like, you may not have the over, over the top elite speed, but you know that he's going to catch the ball. The dude is just a professional receiver. So I'm looking at this going, the case has got to be the he he has to be the number three guy on on this yes like, in, in this wide receiver group um right so here are my takeaways rich the o-line special like just yeah. special the way that they're able to control the clock those they're, they're taking that that four minute and the game drive and they're doing it with nine minute drives yeah like they are just like burning teams into the ground 
on those on those end of the like this is I want to say the second or third game where they ended the game on a nine plus minute drive. Like they like they are just not giving the ball when they get the ball in the fourth quarter. They are just and, and they got the lead. Good fucking luck because they are just not getting the ball. Um, no, they're not. Hurts, Hurts probably had his best game. Yes. Um, Should have been better. And it could have been better, right? Still throws for 300 plus yards, right? If if the if the interception still ran for I think like 60, right? If if the interception at the end of the half or the if the if the AJ Brown catch in the end of the half, right, and the play that he throws into the end zone for a touchdown or for an interception, those two plays, right? And this game, and this is the part I want to talk about. Their red zone stuff has really got to get fixed before they start this, because they're going to play the the Cowboys, they're going to play the the Dolphins, Cowboys, and then Chiefs, Bills. Uh, I forget who the fuck is in that stretch, but they got six games in a row. Yeah, they're going to need it. So, and they're the they're at the bottom of the league. Like I think they're twenty fourth or twenty fifth in red zone efficiency, right? But having six red zone possessions. And only coming away with points on two of them, that's not good. Like you're not even like there were possessions that they were getting in the red zone where they're not even getting field goals because they were either they're giving it up on fourth, they're they're not converting on fourth down, or they're throwing they're turning the ball over. And when you're playing these teams coming up, that can't happen. Um, Goddard, Goddard had a real like that he had his coming out party. Um, the thing that I don't want to see going yeah. into this Jets game, I don't want to see them force a Devonte game. I no. know he's kind of, I know he's he's pressing because he's like, I, I'm I'm trying to get back to where I was. I'm trying to get that thousand yard season. I'm trying to. He'll have his day. Oh, he and will. This is, this is like you got to pick your poison. Who are they going to take away? And whoever they take away. Right. If if Sauce Gardner is on, yeah, you know, if he's going to shadow AJ Brown all day, right, then that that might leave Devontae open on some yeah. passes. Um, their safe the Jet safeties suck. Yes, yeah. is, is this another Goddard game? Um, they do have they are going to get pressure up front, but I just don't want to see a forced possession from, um, like not a forced possession, a forced like Devontae game. Um, I know that they're going to get on the ball at some point, but you got to keep doing what, what has been working, which is run giving the ball. ball swift. <laughs> giving the ball to Swift. Like, so, Rich, and talk getting, about that. Getting, the, the difference between between Devontae or Devontae, DeAndre Swift, and then what we saw last year from Miles Sanders. And Miles Sanders still ran for over 1,000 yards last year, but yeah. the difference in the style of running with this offensive line. Uh, it's simple. It's one cut and go, not dance, dance, shake, make a decision. And as fast as DeAndre Swift is, he is showing patience behind that line. He Mm -hmm. does a little stutter step, makes his in cut, makes his out cut, hits the hole, and goes for three to seven yards a pop. Um, He's he's been super fucking hard to tackle. This man is rejuvenated playing here he is playing like i've never seen 
I've never seen him play before. I don't know what it is that he's drinking in his water bottle, but he needs to keep on it. And I, mean, I listen, think he, he's been winning also scores him. Oh, his dad is a his monster. Dad? His dad's a monster. <laughs> his dad's his dad got reminds me of his dad reminds me of James Harrison. That's oh god, like, Jesus, of how big he is. It's he's one like, of those. He's like no no neck, arms like like thighs. Like it's just it's wild. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts that he is that big. <laughs> and then it you is, look at DeAndre Swift and it's like, oh, okay. But it's Rich, so, so in our in our group chat, right? Jay Jay had mentioned at one point the 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 comparison between AJ Brown and and Terrell Owens. Yeah. Um, so some statistics. Uh, the, there's an account that I follow called Word on the Birds, and they uh, they put together side by side statistics for a for the 21 game stretch of TO versus AJ Brown's first 21 games. So in terms of yeah. receptions, right in that 21 game stretch, TO's got 124, AJ Brown 117 yards, TO 1936. AJ Brown, 1910. TO, 20 touchdowns. AJ Brown, 13. Yeah. I mean, it really is uh one, it shows me how special TO was in that in that 21 game stretch that we had him. Um yeah. but two, to see a player as elite as AJ Brown is, you got Titans fans looking sideways going, what the fuck are they doing? How the hell did you not see the value in, in paying this dude? The Titans are stupid. The Titans are stupid. Yes, 100%. How I – honestly, how I look at it is they just – they honestly thought that A.J. Brown wasn't this good. They also – that this is what I'm thinking, and they also thought that that is a position that is easily replaced. It is not, yeah. um, nope. and and you see that it's. I think their GM thought that AJ Brown was a running back, and we're like, it's okay, we have Derrick Henry, we don't need him. And then after he was traded, they realized, oh fuck, that that's not a running back, that's a wide receiver one. Let's mm-hmm. draft Traylon Burks because he's as big and as fast, right? but is softer than baby shit and, and can't stay on the field. So let's play, let's play the game of what if instead of proven commodity. And this is why you pay wide receiver ones, wide receiver one money. A hundred percent. And we honestly have him for a steal compared to what oh people got. And you have the turmoil right now in Minnesota. Justin Jefferson isn't going to rush back. From that injury. My man, my man is, I didn't think the hamstring was that bad looking at it. And now they're putting him on the injured reserve. And now they're looking at Colt McCoy. I think something might be in the works because I think Minnesota realizes this ain't it. It's time to blow it up. And wide receiver one might be wide receiver one somewhere else, which is, Kind of crazy to see where he would end up. Oh my god! 
like and to see what you would get back. I mean, you're you're talking about a uh, like a top like we're we're not talking top tier. Like he is the top of the cream of the crop. Um, it would not surprise me if Kirk Cousins ends up at like ends up in New York with the Jets. Like yeah, if they put together some kind of package for him because he's a professional. Um, I don't. He could honestly go. Yeah. Go birds, Imani. Go yeah. birds. He could honestly go to the Jets for just this season and help oh. turn this season around. Um, and it would just be fucking crazy to see that oh, because be they would instantly become contenders because they actually have a competent quarterback with the weapons that they have. Um, the, the hardest part to me is what deal can you get done with Minnesota? Um, you're not re-signing Kurt Cousins. He hits the market and then goes to a place like Tennessee, um, right. goes to a place as you would like to think maybe the Raiders um, would kick Saints, their tires maybe. on. Saints maybe. I mean, they just signed Derek Carr to, to, to some big money. Tampa. Tampa Bay. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to make that trade now because they don't have the money. Um, right. But let's see. It would just be yeah. interesting because I love seeing these moves and fuck the Vikings for their skull shit trying to take over uh, the art museum. This is what happens. Ah. You don't fuck with Rocky because bad things happen. And it might happen right away, oh. like instant justice, like you lose the NFC title game. And then all of a sudden your team turns to dog shit and you have a generational wide receiver um, yep. <laughs> who is like, fuck this. And yeah. honestly, it, it makes me laugh because you see the same shit uh, – I love when Joe Burrow got called out from Jamar Chase, and then all of a sudden Jamar Chase goes nuclear, and it's like, yeah, my man is always open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I right? should probably like, be trying to throw him the ball. But I guess so, I'm overcomplicating things. No, so so just so as far as Justin Jefferson's contract, he's a restricted free agent after next season. So you yes. get so whatever the trade if, if if they do decide to just move on. Um, you're talking about, you know, you're getting him for a year plus, like a year plus. Yeah. So maybe that's something for cousins who you'd have to pay because oh, he's got, yeah. yeah, his money. But like if, if someone comes in and, you know, blows the doors off Minnesota and, and Minnesota yeah. is, com- they're in complete tank mode. Um, I mean, you could get multiple players and multiple picks yeah. for a guy that could be franchise altering. I'm here for it all. I love it. I I am with you. Rich, how about this? How about we take a commercial break? We'll come back. We'll talk Eagles Jets. And then we'll talk some it. fun NFL geographical realignment. On the back I like end. It. I like it. Von C. Brewing Company is a 20-barrel, 16,000-square-foot microbrewery with a 2,500-square-foot tasting room, including a spacious outside beer gardens in Norristown, PA, in the heart of Montgomery County. The Von C. family is part of the family that started C. Schmidt and Son Brewing in 1860. Stop in Wednesday through Sunday and taste a variety of draft and 16-ounce cans of originally brewed beer and tell them the Drunk on Broad crew sent you. Vonsi Brewing is located at 1210 Stenbridge Street, Suite 300 in Norristown. Cheers 
Team Clicks are the only glasses for real sports fans. With interchangeable arms you can support all of your favorite teams, or even make and create custom options as well. These die-hard sports fans have realized that sports fans needed something other than face paint to show their love and passion for their teams. Go to teamclicks.com slash DOB and show your love for your hometown team. La Torrance curated collection of men's and women's watches is a perfect investment that lasts for years to come and fits perfectly with your every outfit and style. Our range of classic watches aren't just a great perfect formal and casual accessory, but a time machine that takes you back to memories. Explore our collection of timeless watches that can reflect your taste, personality, and personal style. Our exclusive collection of carefully curated affordable luxury watches is what you need to make a personalized style statement. You can take pride in your prized possession, handing it over to the next generations as your most loved asset that they can also own and display with the same pride. These high quality pieces stand the test of time, giving exceptional value and return on your investment. Go to lock-touring.com and use code DOB at checkout and get 10% off. If you're looking for unique sports apparel, check out Streaker Sports. They've dug deep into the archives and have brought back some incredible defunct team logos and have even created entire defunct league collections. They also have collections paying homage to sports culture including the Miracle on Ice, Slapshot, Kadishak, the Mighty Ducks, and even have a license with Wiffle Ball and USA Hockey. Only for drunk on broad listeners, use code BROAD at checkout to get 10% off anything at streakersports.com. Again that's 10% off anything at streakersports.com with discount code BROAD. Ah, well, we're back. We're back. Oh, we're back. Rich, you're on mute. I can't hear you. Okay. The commercial was playing. <laughs> Listen, it wouldn't be wouldn't be another drunk on broad episode if we weren't having some technical difficulties. Um, Rich, the Eagles are gonna take the Jets. Up in New York for you know yes, that they got that 4:30 slot on Sunday. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of buses up to New York with the uh, all the all the sports trips. Oh, P.S. Mm-hmm. Wanted to mention that real quick before we go. Yes, to talk about the Jets. Talk, talk about, about the fucking yes, takeover in L.A. Because every time they pan to the crowd, it was it was Kelly Green everywhere. I feel like. It, it it appeared as though it was like an eight to two ratio, like for every like it, it was, and especially by the end of the game, most of those fans had already left. Like they took over that entire stadium. No, it was insane. I'm sorry, it was absolutely insane. It's it's literally Philadelphia West. Is is all it is. It's it's Lincoln Financial wow. West. Everywhere we go, everywhere the Eagles go, the fans. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those things that you look at and they go, "Oh yeah, um, some Eagles fans in attendance," or like scattered jersey here or there. It's no, it's a fucking takeover. And if was- you think that there aren't Eagles fans that are <laughs> going up to MetLife. 
you're wrong. Like that place is going to be absolutely insane. And it's going to be the wrong green. It's going to be our green. It's, yo, Adam, what's up, buddy? It's not going to be, it's not going to be the Jets. Yeah, the Jets are going to have their crowd, but the birds are going to take over. And you love to see it because it happens week in and week out. There's never an away game. Right. The the Philly sports trips does a great job because they, when they started out, they picked like two or three games. Now there is legit a trip for every away game. They have the, the tail, the, the home, the tailgates for all the home games, um, the rich, but they're doing something really cool actually. Um, for the, the game, the game that is at the beginning of November against the Cowboys. They are doing a birds fly home trip. They yeah. are flying people from Europe to Philadelphia. <laughs> They're flying people from a completely other country that are fans of this team into this city for the week, for the week of that, of that Dallas game. I just, it's going it, to be nuts. It's just wild. It's, it's wild to see. And it's such a cool it's such a cool thing to see your city represented. And it, and it really does speak to the, how the narrative of the fans and the perception of Philadelphia fans around the country is really changing Oh yeah, because you're seeing the players talk about it. Yeah. And that to me is like, that's like the ultimate thank you. Especially when AJ Brown goes away game, <laughs> away game. <laughs> when he's got it, when he's got his phone out, dude. There's no away games when it comes to the Eagles. There isn't. It's not. It's it's just it's wild, but it's but it's cool. So they're going to go up. They're going to take on the Jets. Um, yes. Offensively, right? I think the key for me is you got to control the clock. Yes, you got to be able to run the ball, right? But you're gonna you're gonna face. You're going to face a really stout defense. Um, when you're talking about, you know, a guy like Quentin Williams, um, who's a guy that can really, really just be a game wrecker. Um, you know, and CJ Mosley is a linebacker that is, a, is, is going to be, you know, kind of running. He's like that Rover, the guy that's just running all over the field. And then you got sauce Gardner on the corners. So to me, if you can take your strength, which is this offensive line, and use it to control the clock, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, yes. wear them down, and then use those opportunities when they crowd the line to then throw the ball over top. Because I think where they're vulnerable is up the middle. Yeah. So for me, I'm just I'm looking at at how 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 to best attack this this Jets defense. Yes. Is put strength on strength. Well, what you're going to do is the main focus is you got to shut down Brees. You shut down Brees Hall and you force what you do is you legit force Zach Wilson to throw the ball. And I think that is the the hardest hardest thing for the Jets to do is to rely on Zach Wilson. Relying on Zach Wilson to throw the ball especially when you're behind will cause him to make mistakes. The Jets have a spectacular defense. The Jets are are well coached. They're just missing that quarterback element. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to two pump chump 
uh, Johnson and Johnson boy, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Shout out, um, guys, protect yourself and your family, get vaccinated. Uh, if not, go in a sweat lodge with Aaron Rodgers and uh, lick his butthole. Maybe uh, he'll keep you immune to, to rational thought. It's, we're uh, officially off the rails. Yeah, we're officially off the rails because Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and, and rational thoughts don't actually mean anything. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry. Back to the Jets. Yeah, don't forget their defense is tough. Sauce is going to be covering A.J. Brown, but I love that matchup. I want yep. to see A.J. Brown attack him um, because he's been attacking corner ones all year, and he's yep. going to continue to do it. And Jalen Hurts threw some pretty fucking passes. Some bad ones yeah. this week, again, with some pressure on his face, but that one pass to the sideline for A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown should have came up with it. Didn't. That ball was that was a spectacular throw. Force Zach Wilson to throw the ball. Keep running the ball. Keep pounding it down their throat. Set up mm-hmm. the play action. Look for Dallas Goddard. Look for um, which one call? You got Dallas Goddard. You want to look for. You want to look for the running backs coming out. You want to see what da- uh, Swifty is going to be doing. Right. And let's be real. I don't see the Eagles losing this game. Um, it would be the ultimate of ultimate trap games. I don't feel like this is a trap game because I don't think Zach Wilson can do it. Um, and I believe the Jets lost one of their best offensive linemen. Yeah, because currently, a, uh, Rich, I'm looking at the Jets depth chart, and Mekhi Becton is listed as as both the left and right tackle. Yeah, so, because they lost their they lost one of their better Vera. I think it was they lost uh, uh, yeah. Vera Tucker. Yeah. Yeah, Vera Tucker, they lost him. Um, so it's it's kind of one of those things where you're looking at it is how can you make how how can you make the best of this game and what can you do to beat the Jets? And most of it is let the Jets beat themselves and right. get up early. Getting up early against this Jets team forces Zach Wilson to throw the ball where mistakes are always made. Yeah. You can't have interception without Dak Prescott, Zach Wilson. Jordan Love and Mac Jones. I mean, all four of those guys go hand in hand for interceptions. Force yeah. him to throw the ball, press him. I think we get home early and often. <coughs> and I think, <coughs> sorry. No, you're right. I'm, I inhaled some spit. And uh, I'm getting too fired up over here. I'm salivating at the thought of Jalen Carter having a three sack game. Oh. And I think that's where, where it's yeah. going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you, if you look at where the where are the where are the Jets most vulnerable, it's at the most important position. And it really what the the injury to Aaron Rodgers really just highlights how important that quarterback position is is in the NFL, right? Because yeah. you can have all the talent around him, and if you look at the 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 talent pool that's around Zach Wilson, right? Brees Hall has been impressive. Garrett Wilson looks great, and then you've got. You know, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, which are guys that are not superstars, but they're professional receivers. But if you put Zach Wilson in a position where he has to make plays, where he's got to bring the the Jets back, that's where yeah. I'm looking at their red zone conversion this this week and going, you on, on those first two three drives, you got to put sixes up on the board. Yeah, and if you can, if, you know, you can control the clock. Right. Think about those possessions that they, they they get a they get the ball at some point in the first quarter and have a seven, eight minute drive. 
go mm-hmm. down and get six, you know, immediately put the Jets on their heels. They feel like they got to match you one for one, you know, turn them over, go right back down and, and get uh, like, like jump on their neck early, you know, put yeah. 14 points up in the first quarter and really put them on their heels. They're not going to be able to hand Brees Hall the ball because they're going to have to try to put Zach Wilson in a position where he's going to have to make plays. And if you do that, now I'm looking at Darius Slay and James Bradbury going, all right, y'all got to eat. Like, if he's going to be in a position, you know he's going to leave something out there for you. So go handle your business and go take care of that because I'm looking at them and going, this is a guy who's vulnerable. He can he, he can be had if they want to. And yeah. Jalen Carter is right on the, on the top of that list, Rich. I think, I think you're right on. I think he's a guy who, you know, this might be a – he or someone <laughs> – on that defensive line is going to record two plus sacks. It's, I don't see why the Eagles can't be up 21, nothing going into halftime. Oh, absolutely. And I think this is a 35 to 10 game. I don't think it's remotely close. And you're looking at a seven plus sack game uh, for the Eagles. I, I think with Vera Tucker being out and the way that this defensive line is playing, the way the Jets' offensive line is is banged up, and the way that we are able to stop the run, I do right. I do think it is it's more than probable for the Eagles to be able to have a seven plus sack game and forcing Zach Wilson to just be fucking terrified deer in headlights all game and how we did Washington last year with the eight sacks. I think that's how we're doing. You think uh, that's how it plays out? I think that's how it plays out. I don't, I don't see how it doesn't. I really don't. I'm just looking. I I watched the jets versus the Broncos game and how brutal that was. Oh, it was bad. If Russell Wilson doesn't suck jets, lose the game. But that's what happens when your quarterback throws like 17 passes for 63 yards. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not going to win. And that's who Russell Wilson is right now. But going back to the Jets, defense is stout. But we're going to put up points. We're going to put them up in bunches. You're going into yeah. the half 21 nothing. Already got five sacks. End the game, 35-10. Eagles just cruise. You see a little bit of a Marcus Mariota in the fourth quarter. Ooh. And – yeah, you don't even need to play Jalen. Jalen in the fourth, you just take him out. Jalen ends the game with 200, 217 yards, two touchdowns, runs in another one, and you kind of just dominate from there. Another 110, 120-yard game from Swifty, maybe a defensive touchdown or two, and you call it a day. I like it. Listen, I'm here for it all. I think – where you know, and I was kind of thinking in that in that twenty one, or not twenty one, like like the the twenty eight thirty one range. Like if the Eagles can put up thirty one points, you know, and be up, you know, thirty four, you know, thirty four, thirty eight, ten. I think I think you're going to be in a position where I just don't see this offense putting up points against this defense, um, because I think you're you're going to see the real Zach Wilson, I think what you saw 
against the Chiefs was more of a mirage than it was reality. Um, I really think this is yes. just a rock and chair ride, but I'm looking on defense, right, Rich? You talked about seven-plus sacks. I'm going to say that they have at least three turnovers. Okay. Whether it's whether it's interceptions, whether it's fumbles, and I think one of them, I think you're going to get a defensive touchdown. But I think it's it's a – I'm going to go 38-10. Okay. Something like that. I think they get a touchdown late. That is completely meaningless, but – yeah, no, I, th- I think it's a rocking chair ride, and then I think you you uh, you pack your bags, you you go back home, and you get ready for this this Kelly Green game against the against the Dolphins. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be uh, be exciting, and I completely agree with you. Hello, Kelly Jane. Go ahead, Cal. Go ahead. Go. Ahead. Your podcast for the dogs is tomorrow. Ah. For the dogs, yeah, she's she's with the Cleveland Browns. I don't understand, but it's the dog pound. It got her, and she just wanted to be in it. She just likes crapping all over them. That's what dogs do. That's what dogs do. But yeah, Don, what's it. your uh, what's your play of the game? Uh, I think I, I think I'm going back on defense. I think that there's a at some point there's there's either it's either uh. uh Either the Hassan Reddick strip sack that gets returned for six, or I think Slay yeah. or Bradbury get a pick six. I agree. I agree. I am going to say Eli Ricks getting his first career interception. Uh, and you're going to see Jalen Carter, three sacks, unlimited amount of pressures. And I'm going to say two forced fumbles. And one of them is going to be picked up and ran back for a touchdown. Not sure who, but that's what I'm feeling. I think okay. it's a, a I think it's a uh I'm putting the league on notice, Jalen Carr, uh Jalen Carter for rookie defensive player of the year and oh, possible God. defensive player of the year. So Rich, real quick before we jump into something fun. Bradley Roby, who they brought in yes. on Tuesday of last week, suits up and plays in this game, has four targets only allows two receptions and for a total of negative four receiving yards. Not bad for a guy they just picked up off the street on Tuesday. Not bad at all. So he's a guy that that I'm looking at that might slide into that slot. I mean, it's, it's his, it's his spot. It's his spot. Um, but I do, I do want to see a little bit of Eli Ricks, and I, I think it would be phenomenal. Uh, I love it to see that see that kid get his get his interception, and I think it's one of many, one of many. All right, Rich, we're gonna save the the geographic realignment because I really want to I really want to dive into that. Yeah, that would be. Fun. I want to I want to talk about my I, I'm I'm in a Jersey quandrum. Okay. I'm a Jersey guy. I got jerseys out the wazoo. I got the new Kelly Green, Brandon okay. Graham one. I got the old Reggie White one. I got a whole the, the closet's full of them. Lacey's not listening. P.S. Because she doesn't know that this one exists either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling her. I'm not telling no. her. She's not watching. She's not right she now. She don't watch the What's show. That? Um, but the so week one. I was wearing a hoodie, never put the jersey on at the beginning of the game. 
and as stupid and superstitious as it is, right? We all know that when you wear something and then they win. Yep. There's, there's part of me that feels like stupidly obligated to wear it because I know mentally it really yeah. has no effect on the game at all. But if I don't and they lose, yeah, then I blame myself. But I really want to wear the jersey. So do I dive, wear the jersey, mm-hmm. or do I just ride the sweatshirt until we until an L? No, you're going to wear the jersey this week. I am. You are. Woo! You're wearing the jersey this week because it's the Jets. Down. Okay. And if your if your jersey's the reason we lose, <laughs> uh, we have bigger issues. I think, Dom. I think we have bigger things. Okay. All right. So I guess yes. then the so so now I got to pick a jersey. Now I got to pick a jersey. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm saving the Brandon Graham one. I'm saving the Brandon Graham one for for next week. I'm saving okay. that one for the Dolphins. I like that. But I normally like to try to match up whatever color they're wearing. Okay. So I got to wait and see what they're going to wear when they go to the Jets. Now, they've been wearing a lot of white, which I I have a white. The only white jersey that I, I have a, a Harold Carmichael jersey, and I have a Reggie White one. Okay. But – I'm thinking if it's a midnight green, I've got a I've got a, a Hertz jersey that I bought with the with the Super Bowl patch on it. Okay. That might be the green go to. I like Normally that. the black go to is a Dawkins. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, B Dog. B Dog, baby. B Dog. B Dog. But uh I yeah, it. I mean you can't go wrong with either one. But yes, you're wearing the jersey, Don. Enjoy that yeah. jersey this week, buddy. Enjoy. Um I got it. I need. I, I just. I needed this. I needed someone to irrational talk me off this irrational ledge of like knowing that I was being yeah. irrationally like t- way too dialed into wearing the same sweatshirt. Um, I just wear my Eagles. My Eagles shorts. I mean, that's pretty much my staple. Doesn't matter which shirt. No Eagles shirt. Just my Eagles shorts. That's what I. Okay. Wear watching the games. It's just you know, it's been working. Just a regular T-shirt and my Eagles shorts and. I call it a day. Not even my hat. Not even my my tricky jersey. Nope. It's just my pants, my 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 shorts. <laughs> and oh, you know what? I'm gonna keep wearing them because they're comfy and I love them. And I'm wearing them now. So that's what I do. That's what I do. Nice. But Don, I think we should talk about the other fun topic of other places to have a game. Let's talk about it. All right. So. They 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 expand to NF, the, the NFL to Europe. They yes. play these games at nine thirty in the morning on Sundays. Listen, it gives everybody like sixteen straight hours of football if you really want it. Yeah, but I want to talk about places where you would play that are non traditional NFL, but but within the United States. Okay. So if you had to pick some some places to play games in the NFL, and it could be specific to a team. On an aircraft You want to play a football game (laughs) on on an aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean. In the middle of the ocean. Tsunami season. (laughs) (laughs) That 
that just has uh, an, an uh, ESPN 30 for 30 10 part series on why did why did the Bears and Vikings go out to sea to, <laughs> to start clean? To start That's clean. funny. You have any place in mind? Uh, I would want to see them play at Penn State. I would want to see a packed 80,000 plus people in that arena. That is something that I, I would like for them. I would like to see that. I think that would be interesting in a college. So if, you, if you put Eagles Steelers. Perfect. At Penn, at Penn state, right? Why not? I guarantee you would have zero issues putting 110,000 people in there to watch Eagles Steelers. Easy, easy. There should be for teams in, in the same state. There should be a, like called like a, a rivalry game. And I think it should be every year. I think that's, we're going to talk about the geographic locations and re-sculpting the league. But I think, you know, Steelers versus Eagles should be a matchup. I think you should do Texans and Cowboys as a matchup. Do Oakland, well, not Oakland anymore. Do San Fran, you know, versus the Chargers. Because San Fran already plays. Uh, oh, you ready for this, Rich? Yes. What if you play L.A. and San Fran in the baseball stadium? Which one? The baseball with the the Giants, with the McCovey Cove. McCovey Cove, that'd that'd be cool. Right? That'd be cool. Um, I miss those old, uh, like the baseball stadiums with the Raiders and uh, I think it was like Miami, right? Down in Miami, yeah, yeah, yeah. when they when played Robbie, yeah, when you would see them run on the uh, on the dirt, I'm like, on that was dirt. always, yeah, that was always cool to see. All right, I got another one for you. Jets and Giants, Yankee Stadium. That would be that would be pretty fucking cool because they've done football, right? They yeah. they have the they they ho- the Yankee Stadium hosts uh, a bowl game. Yeah. Right, so they've definitely done they've done football before. They they do the pinstripe bowl. I think that would be fucking cool. Okay. I'm trying to think where else. A game at um, Fenway. Fenway would be cool. Who would you play at Fenway? Uh Patriots Bills. Okay. I like it. I'm trying to think where else, where I'm trying to think of like some other some other places. I would want to see like uh I would want to see like the Dolphins play the Jaguars at Atlantis. Oh, like the Bahamas Bowl. Bahamas Bowl. Okay. Like that would be cool. Like view of the ocean. Like okay. fans on one side, ocean on the other. I don't know. <laughs> I just think it would be cool just to like I don't know, see some shit like that. I think it would just be fun. But, like, you can play, like, all different places, like different college stadiums. Um, just, you know, going back to the roots, different baseball stadiums where, you know, it would just be fun to see, like, the crossover again. And yeah, it would be freaking awesome to see, like, yes, Penn State hosts the Pennsylvania rivalry game. 
mm-hmm. and Yankee Stadium, Battle of New York in Yankee Stadium. Like, right. I just think the hype and the playing at that location would just be fucking cool. Because, I mean, you, the Yankees aren't seeing October for quite some time anymore. So you could definitely right. schedule a game there. Um, and same thing, Houston and Dallas playing like Minute Maid or wherever the Astros yeah, play yeah, now. Yeah. Like, I think that would be cool. Um, but, you know, just little food for thought. Cause, you know, we're going to Mexico. We're going to London. So they've, they've been playing. So they've got games in Germany. Germany. They're going to play in When are they England. playing in Germany? With a, where, where are they playing? When? Oh, when? Uh, that start this year or next year? No, that's this year. They're going to one, – one of the – I think that's the Chiefs game. The okay. international Chiefs game is – I thought – because I thought I heard Travis Kelsey talking about it on the on their show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're going to play. But then they play the game. They play one of the games in Mexico City. Sometimes the Bills will play the game in Toronto. Um, so yeah, like, we haven't seen one of those. We haven't mm-hmm. seen a, uh, a Canada game. No. And I'm also kind of intrigued about the – so the spring leagues, right, the USFL and the XFL are going to combine – yeah, I feel like it's like inevitable at some point that it becomes like a, a a minor league feeder system into the NFL. As it should be, you should be able to demote and promote players, or the worst team do it like uh, do it like soccer. The worst team gets oh, sent down, and the, rele- the the winner gets sent up. The relegation. <laughs> the wow. relegation. That oh. would be fucking wild. And your first pick. Has to play in the fucking uh, what you call league. Has to play. You're the regulated team. You have to play in in the XFL or USFL with your team that year. Wow. Honestly, it could be good for quarterbacks because they won't be getting killed as much. Yeah, you're not wrong. Because poor Bryce Young, I feel bad for the guy. Doesn't have a wide receiver one. Doesn't have an offensive line. Doesn't have a running game. How do you expect for you know this guy to be successful? No, and you see, right? C.J. Stroud has been impressive, right? Anthony Richardson when he's uh, Anthony Richardson when he's upright can be. They got lines, yeah, because they have lines and wide receivers. Right. There's. It's weird when you actually have like things in place to be able to draft a quarterback. Like the Texans went out and spent a shit ton of money. Chiefs and Dolphins, November 5th in Germany. Thank you, Adam. Oh, like nice. it's and, and this is why another just another NFL topic. I think the system is broken for drafting quarterbacks in the top three. Let's normalize protecting quarterbacks. Normalize getting an offense before you get your quarterback. Because your quarterback will not survive if he doesn't have an offensive line or weapons to throw to poor Bryce young is, is the next David Carr, all the town in the world gets smashed around. Like it's his job and has no one to throw the fucking ball to. It's a shame. It really is. Like, I don't think the kid sucks. It's just, you're looking at him and you see how bad that team is. And you're like, Man, he's just getting—he's just getting fucking murdered. Yeah, he's just getting fucking killed, and he's just his number one target. Who I called this all season, 
was, is Adam going to be Adam Thielen? And is Adam Thielen? Motherfucker's like 35 years old. Right. Like. Yeah, you're not wrong. You ain't got time to throw the ball deep when there's fucking six guys on your back at any moment. Miles Sanders, thank you for securing the bag, bro, because you're fucking useless. Oh, he's getting, he's getting out. He's getting basically out, out, uh, outplayed by with Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. Like, but good for him. He's getting paid. He, he's he getting went there paid. and got a bag. He'll get caught. He'll get caught. Watch. I guarantee oh. he's, I guarantee he's going to get caught. They're going to eat that. They're going to eat that signing bonus and just be like, bro, you are not it. You're not it. And then he'll go somewhere else and be not it. Like Miles Sanders, you you should literally send the Eagles offensive line, Rolexes, cars, whatever, for them making you a pro bowler. Because all the dancing and bullshit that you did last year, how you made it a pro bowler, mm-hmm. it's like, yes, it's fantastic. But, man, you didn't deserve that. You did not deserve all that money. You just are stealing from the Panthers. But good for you. Secured the bag. Secured the bag. Good job. All right, Rich. Final thoughts. Oh, man. Final thoughts. Uh, what, what do I got for you? Uh, you know, just some fun stuff. You know, Halloween's coming. Um, I'm excited. Spooky season, bitches. It's uh, We got pumpkin spice lattes. We got Uggs. Um, we're just we're just having a good time. Sweater weather is is approaching because next week's apparently going to be very very cold. Um, all things I'm looking forward to. Um, do's and don'ts on Halloween. Do not be the house that gives out pretzels, Jamie. I know you're listening upstairs. We're not being the house that gives out pretzels because that is the house that you get TP'd next year. Trust me, we've been there. The kids are paying attention. Rule number two. Do not be the house that individually wraps candy corns. The proper way to eat candy corns is to be thrown in the trash. That one. <laughs> in the trash. It's a long drive. It's a long drive. And also, you're going to be marked down as the weird people who break open bags of candy, separate them, put them in the little bags, touch them, and then give them to children. Not a good look for you, 78-year-old divorced woman with eight cats. Rule number three, if you don't want people knocking on your door, turn the lights out all the way, and people will not knock on your door. Rule number four, do not give out Bibles or pennies. They are both worthless. (laughs) I can't sell a Bible And I can't do shit with pennies. They're not even made out of copper anymore. Do not put those in my kid's bag. You are. And rule number six, if you are home, have some, have some drinks for the adults. You know, the adults are going out there, hanging out with their kids, have a little adult cooler. Be the cool family that gives out the the hugs or the sodas or the juice boxes. Cause you know what? They're practical. You get thirsty. You don't carry stuff. That's always an awesome, uh, awesome thing to give out. And, you know, just be kind and respectful to the people uh, who are giving you candy and teach your kid matters. That's my Halloween do's and don'ts. And don't be my buddy's sister who narked on us back in high school 
because we were at a party and there was a kid that was drunk. We didn't even like the kid. And then I couldn't talk to my my friend for a few months, had to apologize to his mom, was not happy on apologize for something I didn't have to do, and then move in down the street from me. Because guess whose house is getting TP'd? Kim, I'm coming for you. You fucked up. I love it. Rich, at and, some point when we get when we get a little closer, we'll have to do some uh we'll have to do some some Halloween candies. Candy? Candies? We'll do a can- candies? we'll have to do a candy list and we'll do a movie, we'll do a movie list again. Adam, that's um, awesome. Good idea. Hot dogs and beer for the adults. That's awesome. Uh, that guy is a winner. That guy's cool. That's elite. That's elite right there. Right. If you're stuck, I remember when the kids were little, when we had the uh shout out to we, that when guy. we still had one of them in the stroller, we would have the cooler in the in the bottom of the stroller. And it was like any any dad that I saw that was walking around. Just yeah. tossing one. They they understand the pain. They know what's going yep. on. It's uh that that's always a good go to. But that that uh the hot dog the hot dogs getting the grill out. Mm-hmm. Listen, I got one I got one rule. Just don't be an asshole. Like yeah. don't be the don't be the adult that puts on the Michael Myers mask and scares the little kids. Because we had one year where we were walking the kids around. And there was a dude that would literally just like randomly walk out into the middle of the street and like walk up to people and like stand like two inches from their face. And I'm like, what like what are you, what are you doing? Like, I'm kicking dude in the dick. <laughs> I'm just kicking him in the dick. And I'll be like, sorry, bro. It's it was bound to happen to you. And I'm just happy it was me. Yeah. Um, listen, Rich, final thoughts. Tonight for me, it's uh today, October 10th, is World Mental Health Day. Oh, so, beautiful. you know, we, we've talked a lot about and final thoughts about mental health and mental health awareness. So, you know, go check on your people. Go go talk to your people. Make sure you're checking in with them. You know, that's it's it's a super important thing, um, especially as adults, as male adults, mm-hmm. um, that that ability to be able to communicate that to uh, to whoever, you know, if, if it's your. If it's your partner, if it's your wife, it's your girlfriend, whatever. Um, but make sure you're communicating. Make sure you're reaching out to your people because it's a, it's a really important thing to make sure that, you know, your mental health. You can't if you if you're not taking care of that stuff, it, it makes it really hard to take care of all the everyday stuff. So, Agreed. you know, go celebrate mental health awareness, Adam. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate you, you my brother. Rich, Guys, nope, you got to say it. If you got to take us home. I got to take us home. She stuck around. You fucked around. You found out. I'm rich. That's Don. We are drunk on broad. Join us whenever uh, we pop on. Cause it's, it's sporadic. It's random, but we have a good time. Cause you know why it's fighting season. Let's go. Come on boys. Pull it out for us. We're coming back home tomorrow. Let's get it done. But first fuck the Cowboys. Fuck, fuck the Cowboys. Fuck you to the Cowboys. They fuck earned that shit this week. <laughs> they oh, they totally earned it. They totally earned it. Fuck John Gannon. Fuck Spike Eskin. Fuck Ben Simmons. Fuck Deshaun Watson. Fuck Davion Taylor. Just because I haven't said his name in a few weeks and it makes me happy. But we're drunk on broad. Thanks for joining us. Always a good time. Catch us next week. Um, hopefully Coach Trav comes back and uh chucks us up some fantasy stuff and hopefully joe or jason will be joining us as well well philly we love you go birds go phillies said said
Hey, hey, listen to this guy. How, tell me how you're feeling here. You're screaming. I am stoked, baby. You're screaming like it's still the game going on. We're talking about the fightings here. The fightings. Said. Said. Should. This is the Broad Street Line, where Philly sports fans leave all of their sports hot takes. Call 2674053062 and show us your passion for Philly sports. Don't forget to tune in every Wednesday at 8.30 when we listen to your live reactions to the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions! E-A-T-L-E-S-E! -E